You're listening to a live service from Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. I come tonight knowing the task before me is so much greater than what I am able to accomplish because I'm going to be encouraging some people tonight and talking about the faithfulness of God. And when you try to describe the faithfulness of God, I have not found any words or any emotions that is able to do so in the magnificence of what he is worthy of. So if you will endure with me for the next few minutes as I try my best to preach about the faithfulness of God. Because this is one subject like I get just a little bit excited about. Will you turn with me to the great book of Nehemiah? Nehemiah chapter 9. And we're going to start at verse 13. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 13. We're going to be cutting right into the middle of this great chapter. It's hard to cut into the middle of it because if you ever read chapter 9 from the front to back, and if you can read it without just sitting back and thinking how faithful our God is. Nehemiah chapter 9 verse 13. Thou camest down also upon Mount Sinai, and spakest with them from heaven, and gavest them right judgments, and true laws, good statutes and commandments, and madest known unto them thy holy Sabbath, and commandest them precepts, statutes, and laws, by the hand of Moses thy servant, and gavest them bread from heaven for their hunger, and broughtest forth water for them out of the rock for their thirst, and promised them that they should go in to possess the land which thou hast sworn to give them. But they and our fathers dealt proudly, and hardened their necks, and hearkened not to thy commandments and refused to obey, neither were mindful of thy wonders, that thou didst among them, but hardened their necks, and in their rebellion appointed a captain to return to their bondage. But thou art a God ready to pardon, gracious and merciful, slow to anger, and of great kindness, and forsookest them not. Yea, when they had made them a molten calf, and said, This is thy God, that brought thee up out of Egypt, and had wrought great provocations. Yet thou in thy manifold mercies forsookest them not in the wilderness. The pillar of the cloud departed not from them by day to lead them in the way, neither the pillar of fire by night to show them light and the way wherein they should go. Thou givest also thy good spirit to instruct them, and whether it was not thou manna from their mouth, and gavest them water for their thirst. Yea, forty years didst thou sustain them in the wilderness, so that they lacked nothing. Their clothes waxed not old, and their feet swelled not. Our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. If you will, pray with me. Lord, Father, God, 
Oh, I already feel your anointing here tonight. And God, I thank you, God, for this opportunity to bring forth this word and to just maybe encourage one or two or three, God. God, I pray, God, that you will reach down and open the ears and the hearts of your people, God. I pray, God, that you will move, God, in this congregation, God, and that you will meet the needs, God, because no one knows their needs like you do, God. God, I pray, God, for this congregation and that you will just lift up and that you will exhort, God. And I pray, God, that you will give fill my mouth with the words and name of Jesus I pray amen amen we are cutting in right here in the middle of chapter 9 of Nehemiah Nehemiah had just got done getting the wall built around Jerusalem in 52 days, they built a wall and they came in, ran into opposition from every side, inside and outside. People from all around was trying to oppose what they was doing. But in 52 days, they built this wall. And not even their enemies could stand back and say that God was not involved because it was a feat that seemed to be impossible. And right after this, they stood on the steps. And this is when the Levites began to proclaim to them the law. They spent a fourth of the day proclaiming the law. And then another fourth of the day they spent confessing and worshiping. So they spent a half a day sitting there after this wall was built learning and relearning the law because they had just come out of bondage yet another time. Because every time Israel seems to be brought back together, after one or two generations, three generations, they begin to fall away. And then, as we see, it happened again in A.D. 70 when the temple was destroyed for the last and final time up until today. But we see all the way from... Genesis 3 and 15, all the way until Palm Sunday as of today, God was faithful. Because if you know what Genesis 3 and 15 is, you know that he was faithful because he sent a redeemer to crush the head of the serpent. You know that he sent someone for us. And when we read these verses... We read of a group of people that was brought out of Egyptian bondage. They was brought out by God. The Red Sea was split for them. And they got into the wilderness. And God promised them that they would possess the land. But yet, they began to be stiff-necked. They hardened their hearts. But when we look through these verses... We see in verse 7 that God was the one who brought Abraham out of the Ur of Chaldees. In verse 8, it tells us that the covenant between was made between God and Abraham. And I encourage you, if you get home this evening, read the whole chapter. I did not have time to read it all. Verse 9, it tells us that God heard the cries of his people in Egypt. Verse 11, 
God divided the sea for the children of Israel. Verse 12, God gave them a cloud during the day and fire by night. Verse 13, he gave them right judgment and true laws because God never gave them a law or a statute that wasn't holy and righteous and good. Verse 14, he gave them thy holy Sabbath and commanded them by the hand of Moses. Verse 15, he gave them water and bread and told them to go possess the land. And then by verse 16 through 18, they rebelled. But verses 19 through 23, we see that God never forsook them. Because no matter where they went, no matter how much they rebelled, no matter what molten image that they made, no matter what they put in front of God, God kept his word. And this is what I want us to see tonight. That no matter what they did, they still woke up with manna from heaven. They still woke up with the rock following them. He sustained them. No matter what they faced, no matter where they went, He sustained them. His word was true. He is a true and faithful God. God has never never forsook them. Not once. Because He made a covenant with Abraham. And He said that your seed... You see, it could have been the first ones. They chose to be rebellious. They chose to have a stiff neck. So God, being faithful, He allowed them and He sustained them so that their children could be brought up and they could go possess the land. Because we know the story, and it seems like I've been here quite a bit here lately, but two men was the only ones that got to see the promised land out of the first generation. Only two. Two out of everyone that come out of Egypt. But only they still was being sustained. When they came out of Egypt, and the new generation began to be raising up, and they went out, They possessed the land. Little by little did they possess the land. Here a little and there a little. But they possessed and they conquered every Gerbashite, every ite that there was out there that God told them that they would possess. Do we understand that the entirety of the Word of God From Genesis until now, every prophecy that needed to be, as Pastor preached this morning, every prophecy that needed to be fulfilled has been fulfilled because we serve a God that is faithful. If he never, if the rebellious generation never missed one night of manna, if they never missed one drink of water, What do you think you've got? What are you asking for? What has he promised you? Because you cannot show me a person in the Bible that he promised something to and and then they did not receive it. You know, we see 
God moving throughout the Bible. We see that Abraham truly is a father of many nations. We see that prophecies have been fulfilled. We see that we are in a new and better covenant because of Jesus. Because Jesus came and died on the cross because God said he would. Because in Jeremiah 31 and 31, can we pull that up, Sister Sarah? Jeremiah 31 and 31, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Verse 32, Not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was an husband unto them, saith the Lord. Verse 33 and 34, But this shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith the Lord, I will put my law in their inward parts and write in their hearts and will be their God and they shall be my people. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord. For they shall all know me. For the least of them unto the greatest of them, saith the Lord. For I will forgive their iniquities. I will remember their sin no more. So how can this be prophesied so many years before Christ came and then it happened? Can I say? Because God is faithful. He is faithful. Do you know what faithful means? Faithful means to trust. Faithful means to morally to be true for certain. It's not just a maybe, but it is a certainty that when a word is spoke by God, it is going to, going to come to pass. That right. is not a maybe, but it is a certain. And whenever the children came out, when Jeremiah prophesied these so many years ago, do you know that he never got to see it fulfilled, but you, you are living in the new and better covenant. You are living in a covenant where the laws are now written inside of you because Jesus done came and fulfilled the old law. And now he says that you should keep the law by loving the Lord thy God and loving thy neighbor. And if you do these two, you will fulfill them all because the law is fulfilled through him. But that does not mean that we can be a rebellious, stiff-necked person. Because if you have the laws written on the inside of you, you do not even have the excuse of that you forgot about it. That's not going to work whenever you're standing up there and giving an account. Oh, I just forgot. You know where the law is? The Holy Spirit lives within us and dwells within us. He is our earthly mediator. You know, he knows you so much that when you begin to pray in the Spirit, you don't even know what you have need of. But he is praying a perfect prayer to Jesus. And Jesus sitting there on the right hand of the Father saying, this one, this is what they need. This is what they need. They don't need the quail that they was asking for, but this is what they need. 
They don't need this, but what they really need is you to move in this situation and to be lifted out. Oh, they're wanting out of it right now, but if they just stay in a few more days, a few more hours, a few more minutes, this is what's going to be the outcome. This is going to be changing in them. This is what's going to happen, and it's going to be to the glory of God. Because everything that we go through, everything is for a reason. And I don't care what it is, and I'm not going to be up here long. I don't care what it is you're facing. I don't care what it is that you're looking at that looks impossible. I don't care what God has told you. I know God has gave this church so many promises. And I am looking, and I am searching for the day when they are fulfilled because I believe that this church is going to grow. I believe every seat's going to be filled. I believe that it's going to grow to such an extent that the towns around's not even going to see how it's possible. Because whenever God's involved, it's not going to look possible. It's going to look impossible. And I believe that God's got his hand on us. And I believe that we're not going through everything we're going through just because... Just because the devil wants to do it. No, it's being allowed because God's getting us ready for something. God's getting ready for it to move in a mighty way and God is getting ready to use us as a church like never before. Because I know God is moving. Because I was here this morning when I seen seats filled that haven't been anyone sitting in. I was here this morning when people gave their hearts and lives to the God. I was here this morning when he moved and I just looked through and I seen kids worshiping and tears rolling and people that you never even thought would be worshiping God had their hands up. I was here this morning to feel the anointing. I was here this morning to feel the... You know what? We got people watching that go to churches that are spiritually dead. They're sitting at a table and they're not being fed. They're being famished. And you know, they're watching just to be fed. And I've got a word for you right now. If you're one of those people and you're close, you best come. Because I'm not playing around no more. Because I know that there's going to be pastors say, well, you're trying to steal my people. No, we're trying to feed them. We're trying to feed them. Because God is God. And God deserves, God's people deserve to be fed. We're tired of religion. We're tired of people playing politics and just trying to be in a position. If you're not feeding your people, step back and step out. Move out and let someone that will feed them come in. Because you're doing more harm than good. God is too faithful for us to quit now. He's given us too many promises. He's moved in too great of ways. He's done. I've seen it. I've seen it in my household, and I've seen it in some of yours. I've seen it in my life. You, you couldn't have told me a few years ago whenever I gave my heart and life to the Lord, and I knew I was being called into the ministry. And someone got up a preaching and said that you're going to be given an anointing and that you are going to be used by God. I would, I would have told them they was a liar. But he's been faithful. He has been faithful. I've seen my son prophesied over, and I believe it. And I know there's other people in here that's called to go do things for God. I could pull them all out, but I'd forget somebody. There's not so many people in one congregation by accident. I'm sorry. Most churches, they don't even have people that will help to show up on an off day to help them clean the house. It's not by accident. 
But God is faithful because I truly believe we're a church set at the doorsteps of hell, telling people that they don't have to go there, preaching the true word of God, of Christ and Him crucified. Because there ain't no other word. There is no other word that will feed the people. There is no other word that will actually mature a Christian. We have many Christians that love God, but they're still on milk. They're still sucking. They're not being fed meat. You know, whenever your child comes to you and says, I don't want to go there to that other church. I don't want nothing to do with it. Because if I go, I want fed. It's pretty good whenever your children know the difference of being fed and not being fed. It's pretty good. That tells me they're getting something. Something's happening. Something's moving somewhere. So I tell you right now, get in the house of the Lord. I know there's plenty that could come on Sunday mornings. That's really not good enough. I'm not going to condemn you for that. But I encourage you, come. Every time the doors are open, every time there's something going on, because we don't have a minute to waste. We don't have anything better to do. Oh, I know we're a busy people. I know we got a lot going on. But we make time for the things we want to make time for. When I read these scriptures that we have read, I see a people that was looking back at their past, at their ancestors. And they seen all the things they went through. And they seen their mistakes. They seen where they messed up. And you know, Nehemiah never charged the people one cent as governor. He never charged them one cent while he governed over Judah. He didn't ask anything from them. He spread a table for them and he fed them every day. He fed them every day free of charge. And didn't tax even the king of Persia. Didn't even ask for anything from them. But he fed them. Because they were working. Do you know before you can work on the wall, you've got to be fed. And you've got to be fed something that's going to sustain you. Because the enemy's going to try to knock you off. Just as the builders of the wall were sitting there with a sword in one hand and working with the other. You're going to have to be standing there on the Word of God, sustained by the Word and the meat of God to be able to stand in your position because the devil wants no more than to knock you off. He wants no more. But I've got news for you, devil. You're defeated. I got news for you, devil. You're not going to knock us off that wall. This is going to be the church that God uses. This is going to be the church. I believe that because Amen. God is faithful. Amen. We see Nehemiah. He governed. And at the end of this chapter, at the end of this chapter, he would write, Nevertheless, for thy great mercy's sake, thou didst not utterly consume them nor forsake them, for thou art a gracious and merciful God. 
That was verse 31. And then at the very end, verse 38, he said, And because of all this, we make a sure covenant and write it, and our princes, Levites, and priests seal unto it. Do you know that they made it a priority to reteach the people the law? And they sealed it. When you sealed something back then, you put your stamp on it. You put your blood on it. You put everything you had into it. Because your seal was everything about you. Your seal was only as good as you was. Your seal told somebody if they could trust what was written. They sealed it. And you know, they made good on it. They went through and they brought people back to God. They had some sort of what you call would call a revival there in Jerusalem for a few years. A few years. You know why? Because God is faithful. God is faithful. And we see after Nehemiah, after the temple, Jesus came. Just as Pastor taught this Palm Sunday, he rode in on a coat. Why? Because God is faithful. Because that's, right. that's what he said he was going to do. Right. He wasn't going to do one thing that was not said or told to by God. He had to fulfill all the law and all the prophets. He gave his life on the cross. Why? Because he is faithful. Amen. You know why you have grace today? Because he is faithful. Right. Do you know why you are, how you are being changed into the image of Christ? Because he is faithful. Right. Do you know all the provisions that were made? You know why they were made? Because he was faithful. Amen. There is not one thing that he does not want to give us. There is not one thing he does not want for you. He is faithful. He is just. I know in my prayers a lot of times, and even praying for people, I mean, I, I cannot go without saying, because you are faithful. Because I know what it's like to sit back and watch him bring a word to pass. I know what it's like to sit there and know that something going on in my life, and I know that God has brought me through it. And I've seen many here that God has brought them through stuff because He is faithful. He is faithful. Brother Jeff, I know that I didn't go near as long as I normally do. God has spoken some big things to many different people. You're going through a certain situation, each and every one of you. I leave nobody out because I know what Scripture says. I know that it tells us that you're not going through anything that is uncommon to man. Meaning that what you think you're facing right now, someone else is too. 
what you are going through right now, someone else is too. The need that you are asking for right now, someone else is asking for the same need. That oppression that you're facing right now, you're not the only one being oppressed. That depression that you're feeling right now, you're not the only one being depressed. That bondage that you are struggling with, you're not the only one struggling with it. So don't feel like you're just an outcast. Don't feel like you're asking for something that's too big. Don't feel like you're, mo- you're just consumed by it. But remember this. God's given this church big promises. He is faithful. Because if you don't quit, God won't quit. And there is nothing, nothing He will not do for His people. There is nothing, I will say it again, that He will not do for you. Yes, it might not work out exactly like you want it to. But you'll be able to look back and say, God, this ain't the way I wanted it. But God, I see that you are faithful. I see your faithfulness. I see exactly what you did. And I know I wouldn't be right here right now if these things wouldn't have come to pass. Because our ways are not God's ways. What we want is not always what He wants. But one thing's for sure, you will never go through it alone. You will never face a trial alone. You will never have to do anything alone. You won't even have to get up and do whatever God's called you to do alone. He's going to give you what you need. give you what you need. He's going to be faithful. He is going to make sure you stick it out if you will keep believing and keep your faith in Jesus and what he has already paid for. There's not a problem. I, I can't stress that enough because I know the devil and I know how evil he is and how much he comes and he knocks on your heart's door and tickles your ear and tells you all these things and I know how easy it is to start listening. I know. I've been there. You think you're you've got it all figured out and you know the word of God or you think you know the word of God and then there you are in the fetal position on the living room floor not knowing what to do. You're sitting there bawling your eyes out because you feel like you're in Hang on. Hang on. God is faithful. God's going to see you through it. He's not going to put anything on you that you are not able to bear because he's going to make a way of escape. And your way of escape has already been made you will keep your faith in Jesus. You know why? We're going to stay here a little longer. You know why? Because he's faithful. He's faithful. Will you stand please? As Jeff begins to sing, I don't know what you're facing. I don't know. But I know I haven't left anyone out. I know I ain't missed the mark today neither I know I have felt this in my spirit all day I've been excited to be able to tell you about how faith
think about what all God has done for me. I know God is faithful. And I come to remind some people that God is faithful. Whatever your need is, whatever you're looking at, whatever it is, it's not too big for God. The altars are open. I ask, will you bring it to Him one more time? Because He is faithful. The Word tells us to come to Him. Just like a child to his parents. Just keep asking and asking and asking. He's not going to push you away. He's not going to get mad at you for asking. Because I can't tell you how long it's going to be here. I can't tell you how long you have to sit in it. But what I can tell you is God is faithful. I promise. If there's one truer word that has ever been spoke, I've not heard of it. Because I know it is as true as it. Peace to the Lord. All throughout my history, Lord, your faithfulness has walked beside me. And the winter storms made way for spring. Oh, in every season. Where I'm standing, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life, all over my life, and I see your promises and fulfillment all over my all over my life. I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. All over my life. And I see your promises in fulfillment all over my life. If you were blessed by this message, you can find us on Facebook at Faith Worship Center, Porsche, Arkansas. Our contact for prayer or donations is by mail, Faith Worship Center, P.O. Box 296, Porsche, Arkansas, 72457. Through Messenger or PayPal, you can find that link on Facebook also. Thank you and God bless you and your family.